Have you ever thought that you didn't have a say in what kind of family you have? Well, strong families don't happen by accident. They happen on purpose through prayers, quality time spent with one another and teaching your values. I'm not here saying it's easy, but I've got something that can help. Brave Books. Brave Books believes in the power of the family unit to shape the next generation. Their family book subscription includes a book per month with family activities and lessons that teach subjects like freedom versus communism, traditional gender identity, and the importance of being truthful. Let Brave Books help you because they've got it figured out. Go to bravebooks.com right now and use the promo code Heidi for 20% off your Brave Books family subscription. An anonymous listener wrote into me a couple of weeks ago and said that her husband was struggling. He's a Christian, but he hates going to church. Lots of people struggling right now with the roles of male and female in the culture, which really have been undermined by the rise of the transgender movement. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, thank you guys for joining me here at the intersection of faith and culture. It seems like the days that we are living in very much mimic the days of Noah, where we see a rise of violence around the world. The Bible says that in the end times, the love of many will grow cold. We're watching as the narrative about what's happening in Israel. It, like I said to you guys yesterday, it is shocking to me that we are having to conduct a PR war against terrorism. You would think that this would just be, everyone would be like, oh yeah, hey, you guys might have a little problem over there and we may not understand the whole thing, but we do know this, when you break into somebody else's country and you rape women and kill little children and shoot them in the face and burn people alive, that is unequivocally wrong. But that's not what's happening. Instead, we're seeing truth turned on its head. We're seeing people struggling over basic things. I mean, to me, that is basic. You know what also is basic? male and female. These, these are very basic truths that up until five minutes ago, we all agreed on. We might have different political points of view. We might have different things that we think are important in the culture. We might be focused on different things, but those were generally things that we just agreed on and it was understood by everyone. Well, the attack on men continues in this country, and I'm going to read just a little bit of the headlines for you, but I want you to see, I've been talking about uh, ChatGPT and the rise of artificial intelligence. Fox News reported in September that ChatGPT is generating fake Bible verses about Jesus endorsing transgenderism. Maybe this is where Andy Stanley's reading his Bible. I don't know. Hey, Andy, probably shouldn't go to ChatGPT for your Bible verses, but okay. But this is, this is crazy. So this is what the Bible says, according to ChatGPT. And a woman whose heart was divided between spirit and body came before him, the fake passage reads, in quiet despair, she asked, Lord, I come to you estranged for my spirit and body are not one. How shall I hope to enter the kingdom of God? Jesus looked upon her with kindness, replying, my child, blessed are those who strive for unity within themselves, for they will know the deepest truths of my father's creation. Wow, you guys, this is demonic. Uh, it's amazing. The passage goes on. Don't be afraid. For in the kingdom of God, there is no man nor woman, as we are all one in spirit. The gates of my Father's kingdom will open for those who love and are loved. For God looks not upon the body, but the heart. This is 
insane right now. So, of course, uh, ChatGPT being used mostly by young people all over the world right now. And I told you I was on ChatGPT the other day asking for help getting a birthday present for my husband who likes Martin guitars, and ChatGPT was very helpful to me. But we definitely should not be going to it for spiritual counsel or for biblical advice or to read the Bible. That's for sure. Uh, the outlet later noted that though the AI verses were well-received, many Reddit users pointed out that the interpretation of the themes in the Bible are, quote, likely lost in translation. Of course, uh, we're watching the rise of transgenderism. I told you guys I spoke on this probably 10 years ago now. I first started talking about this in uh at homeschool conferences and people were saying, well, why are you talking about transgenderism? That's not even a thing. Nobody even cares. And of course it has absolutely become a thing. And this is an attack largely, I think on masculinity. Like we need our men. We desperately need godly men to step up to the plate and be the people that God has created and to be. Men and women are different. And when I read letters like the one that was just sent to me about a woman who has, whose husband hates going to church, this is what she goes on to say. She says, I don't know if the family should just follow my husband's lead and stay home and watch a TV preacher. Should I fight with the kids and force them all to go to church with me because some of them just want to stay home with their dad? Or should I just go and take the kids and want who, who want to go and leave the rest home with their dad? I want him to want to go to church and take the lead, but honestly, I don't ever see it happening. Uh there has been an attack against biblical masculinity now for many, many years in the culture, and we're seeing it play out in the church as men have forgotten that their roles are important in the culture. Their roles are important in the family. Without godly men, our families are going to continue to struggle. I was looking at a couple of headlines uh, with regard to masculinity. The, the American Psychological Association, according to PJ Media, is waging war against what they call traditional masculinity. Uh, I believe the American Psychological Association, you guys have heard me talk about them before on my show, is a evil, wicked, corrupt association, much like uh, the American uh, Pediatrics Association, same thing. But I was reminded about just how evil they are when I was reading this article on PJ Media, and I'll link back to it in the show notes today. So the work of this association is largely... Uh, pseudo-intelligent. So these guys are just coming up with things and they're throwing spaghetti at the wall trying to see what sticks. They are feminists largely who really literally hate men. And this is what they came to. This was their conclusion. The main thrust of the subsequent research is that traditional masculinity marked by stoicism, competitiveness, dominance, and aggression is on the whole harmful. Men socialized in this way are less likely to engage in healthy behaviors. Uh, in, tw in 2007, researchers led by James Mahalik of Boston College found that the more men conformed to masculine norms, the more likely they were to consider as normal risky health behaviors such as heavy drinking, using tobacco, <laughs> wait for it, and avoiding vegetables. This is actually in the article, you guys. This is in the article. Listen, we need our men. We need our men. 
This is garbage. It's garbage from sunup to sundown. The Bible teaches us that men are incredibly important to family life, and we need our men to be masculine. We are called uh, to, to live as God created us to live, and men and women are different. We're different biologically. We're different, certainly emotionally. We're different, and we, we need to celebrate those differences. Macy's Parade's not going to celebrate them this year. This is one huge reason why I think you guys should stop watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which is really sad because... Uh, I used to love the parade as a child, and of course, uh, this was something that we looked forward to every year. We would turn on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and watch it while we were cooking our Thanksgiving dinner, but not anymore. This year, it's basically going to be a non-binary bonanza, and uh, I think you should ditch the parade. Probably this was inevitable, right, because everything the left touches, it ruins. What they're trying to do, and this is cultural Marxism, is tear down any vestige of traditional family life, traditional family culture that they find. And so they, they're in the schools, they're in our universities, they're in our churches, they're in our pharmaceutical industries, they're in the hospitals. And this is the goal is to tear down any vestige of traditional family life because they see this as the problem. If you talk to a leftist, if you talk to a Marxist, they're like, yeah, the patriarchy, right? What they mean in when they say the patriarchy is just traditional masculinity. And I think there's no reason left in the world to watch three hours of leftist propaganda floating down a street in New York City on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, watch it if you want to, but I'm not going to be watching it. Uh, because I am tired of supporting these organizations. Breitbart News reported last week that non-binary actors, non-binary, you guys, this is garbage. There's no such thing as a non-binary person. There may be one in a million who are born with a genetic anomaly called intersex. But what these guys are saying is you wake up one morning, you just go, you know, I don't feel like a man or a woman. I think I'm non-binary. It's garbage. This is a lie from the pit of hell. So these two, quote, non-binary actors from two Broadway shows and Juliet and Shucked will be part of the parade festivities. Apparently, those in charge of the parade think Americans want to watch a new leftist version of Romeo and Juliet, which is a downgrade to a classic story that for some reason explores what Juliet's life would be like if she hadn't committed Suicide. So while more Americans are trying to get the timing correct and have so many different dishes coming together for a Thanksgiving dinner, who cares about the unraveling of some mentally disturbed individual's pronouns? Thanksgiving is a busy day and nobody is interested in how the latest leftist loon refers to himself. So get ready because the Macy's Parade has joined the ever-growing group of things that Americans used to love but are now definitely in the rearview mirror. I want to talk really briefly before we wrap up today just about what the Bible says about masculinity because it's important that we get back to what God says. It's very easy to become sort of sucked in, and you can see this, um, you know, if you go, my daughter got a, an email. Well, actually, I got an email on behalf of my, wait for it, 12-year-old daughter from a local clinic the other day, which she hasn't been to in years and years and years, and this is the reason they lock me out of her medical care. Then they ask her what her pronouns are. It's ridiculous. And we're watching this happen, and it is an erasure of men. When you see drag queens at the Macy's Day Parade, what are they doing? They're erasing women. You see very few women dressed up as men, but you see an awful lot of these drag queens, uh, these men dressed up as women. They're emasculating our men, feminizing our men, and masculinity is necessary for a culture to survive. We absolutely need it, full stop. I don't know about you women, but I am so thankful to be married to a masculine man. 
I depend on him for so many reasons, and we need to depend on our men. God's perfect design for the family included an integral, specific role for men. It's to be the leader of the home. And you guys, this is not a small responsibility. It's a huge responsibility. And as you see the culture now uh, feminizing our men, demoralizing men, the feminist movement has made fun of men for generations now, decades for sure, but for generations, men and women are not the same. We have different roles with different strengths. And ultimately, this makes up a beautiful complementary relationship that God, creator God, designed to be for male and female. So God has appointed men to have a very unique and very specific and important role in the culture. And I read on uh, ChristianHeadlines.com, and I'll link back to it in the show notes today, there were three things that Christian uh, Headlines said that needs to happen. I thought this was so good, that men are called to serve their, their, uh, their families in three basic areas. The first one is pastorally. Men are commanded to lead their wives and their children closer to Christ. Provisionally, men must go forward with diligence in serving and working and working to provide for their families, both practically and financially. There's a really interesting passage in 1 Kings uh, chapter 2 where we see David's final words to his son Solomon. Let me read them to you. Now the days of David drew near that he should die, and he charged Solomon his son, saying, I go the way of all the earth. Be strong, therefore, and prove yourself a man." And keep the charge of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and keep his statutes, his commandments, his judgments, and his testimonies, as is written in the law of Moses, that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn. So David is commanding Solomon to show himself a man. Show could also be translated as a peer come to pass, be established, or continue. The word translated man does indeed imply male as opposed to female. So Solomon is to demonstrate characteristics that are foundational to God's design for masculinity as he takes the throne and succeeds his father David as the king over all Israel. God has a very unique plan and a purpose for men, and the transgender movement is absolutely seeking to erase them. We're seeing it in ChatGPT, where fake Bible verses are saying that it's okay, you can be either a man or a woman, and actually that's what God wants. We're watching as the transgender movement has infiltrated medicine, uh, and these Frankensteinish surgeries are being performed on young women. You guys, are women losing their abilities to bear children or to nurse a baby? Some of the most precious things that women are only women are capable of doing. And yet we're watching as the United States and other countries around the world in open rebellion against God. And make no mistake, that's what this is. This is, an, this is rebellion against the creator God who said, I made you male and female in my image. So men, your responsibility according to God's word is to be the leader and the pastor of your home and to provide for your children and for your family, both uh, financially and provisionally. It absolutely matters. Your role in the lives of your children cannot be overstated. Ephesians 6, 4 says, fathers, don't exasperate your children. Instead, Bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. It's so important that we hang on to what God says is true and walk in his ways. 
First Timothy chapter three, verse five, the apostle Paul giving a charge to young Timothy as he begins to take his place in the culture and assume the mantle of authority that God had, had reserved for him, says this, if anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? And so my answer, finally, uh, of course, men are designed to be the protectors of the home, to physically, mentally, and emotionally safeguard their families. This includes standing up for righteousness, showing gentle love, opposing evil, and setting an example of self-control, strength, and abiding in the Lord Jesus. Men, you are needed, desperately needed. We need godly men in the culture more now than we have needed them in any time in my lifetime. And we're watching as the culture is just denigrating the role of men and the appointment of transgender women, which are really men just parading around as women, to very high positions of authority in our land under the Biden administration should tell us that this nation is under judgment. God has created us male and female in his image. This is an attack against creator God. And I am here to stand in defense of God's design for family today and say, women, love your husbands, respect your husbands, encourage them to lead. And to this uh, listener who wrote into me, this anonymous listener, I guess that is my, my incredibly strong encouragement to you today is to pray for your husband. And I would be praying that God would give him uh, a, a vision for what it looks like to lead his own family, that God would have your husband lead like Christ tells him to lead in the word of God. And you can't do that by nagging. An interesting phenomenon, uh, Melissa and I were talking about this the other day, that in all of my travels, and I speak all over the country to uh, lots of different groups of women, the number one question I get, it doesn't matter if I'm in the Pacific Northwest or in the Deep South or up in the Northeast, the number one question that I get from women is, how can I encourage my husband to lead in our home. I think the first thing that you need to know is that your husband is under spiritual attack right now. The enemy of his soul who wants to tell him it doesn't matter, it's not important, God doesn't care, the culture doesn't care, your wife doesn't need you, your children your children just need you to go and make money and bring it home so they can get the things that they want. No, that is the farthest thing from the truth. That is absolutely not the role of a man according to God in his word. Men, you are required by God, commanded to lead your wives and your children closer to Christ, to ground them in the word of God through prayer and help them by you yourself walking with the Lord rightly. And so women, if your husbands are not going to church, what I just want to encourage you to do is A, pray that God would show you where a good church is, and then pray for your husband, love him, be cheerful. Uh, We don't want to be nagging uh, our husbands. We don't want to be Um, disrespectful toward them. I talked about this a little bit the other day. The feminist movement has done incredible damage, and it continues to do incredible damage to men and women. It has told women that it's not enough for us if our dream is to be a wife and a mother, to stay home and make sourdough bread, to uh, to do new, to try out new recipes, to be keepers at home. This was God's design for women. Now, that's not to say that it's a sin to work outside the home, but the primary role of a woman inside the home is the nurture of the home itself. And we are born nurturers, and our husbands were born to provide and protect. And we've got to get back to that, you guys. And so be praying for your husbands today. Men, for those of you who are listening to this, I just want to say on behalf of every godly woman that I know, we are so thankful for godly men in our lives. I am so thankful for the loving, 
leadership of my husband in our home now for 35 years. And I'm telling you what, you guys, when you walk in accordance with God's ways in uh, marriage, and that's not to say things aren't difficult and you don't have hard seasons, but marriage only gets better. As the years go by, I find I am more in love with my husband than I have ever been because now we have a shared history. We have a shared, we, we share a family, we share grandchildren, we share memories, we share a home, we've built a life together. And the enemy of your soul wants to tear that away from you and he'll do it in any way that he can. So men, take your wives and your children to church. Maybe one of the things that we need to start doing again is bringing back the family ritual of uh, Sunday afternoon dinners. You know, you put a, a pot roast, moms in the crock pot on Sunday morning, and when you uh, Sunday evening rolls around, your families can get together. Maybe this is what I try to do is anyways, having my, uh, my adult children, my grandchildren over on a Sunday afternoon as often as possible because it's the opportunity for the family to come together to reconnect and to remember why it is that God instituted the family in the first place. We have the responsibility and the incredible privilege of presenting the family as God designed it to the world. And guess what, you guys? God's ways are the best ways. God's ways flourish. It turns out that God knows something about his creation. And so we need to be praying for our husbands And uh, there's something very precious about families attending church together. There's something really sacred about it. And uh, as somebody who came off, I can tell you guys, I mean, I, I, uh, I came off of my run for Congress absolutely exhausted and a sort of, I guess, what's the right word, peopled out, <laughs> I guess you could say, uh, working seven days a week and talking to people. And then, well, it doesn't matter. So many things had happened to me in the run for Congress. And I'm just now starting to feel like, okay, uh, we can, we'll get back into uh, this routine again of making sure that we connect with our children on Sundays after church. You guys, it matters. The enemy of your soul comes to kill and steal and destroy. But Jesus came that you would have life and have it to the full. If you want to have life and have it to the full, embrace God's design for you as male or female. They are precious in their own way. We need each other, and God has an incredible plan for you as you were born, either as a male or as a female. But reject this stuff, you guys. You, you heard me say it yesterday. I, I'm sorry, but I'm going to keep boycotting things. I'm gonna, you're going to push your uh, disgusting, twisted sexual agenda out into the culture that I'm going to push back with the living, breathing word of God and stand defense of what God says brings life. And his design for male and female is the cornerstone of the family. And so we need to stand in defense of it today. You guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. We love when you leave reviews for the show. Thank you for getting on to Spotify and participating by leaving reviews there as well. There's a poll from yesterday's uh, podcast about whether or not you are boycotting Target. You can find that on the episode from yesterday's podcast. I want to know Are you boycotting Target? And if so, how long have you been doing that? Or maybe you're not. And you can also leave a comment uh, outside of the poll. So you can participate in that poll and then you can leave a comment. Also, I want to remind you that we have the wonderful Rob McCoy coming to visit us here at Firmly Planted Action, right here at Firmly Planted Family. And he is coming in just a couple of weeks. You guys can reserve a ticket. The tickets are free unless you want to come to the meet and greet. And those are 50 bucks by going to Firmly Planted Action. So he's going to be here on the 18th in the evening. Again, that's Pastor Rob McCoy. We're calling that event No Matter the Cost. 
uh, one pastor's story of standing up against the COVID mandates and winning. It's going to be a wonderful evening. Bring your pastors, you guys. That's what we're really hoping you'll do. Anyone who's in leadership at your church, your deacons, your elders, we've got to be on the same page when it comes to never, ever, ever closing the doors of the church again. The Bible says that we are not to forsake the gathering, but even more as we see the day approaching, of course, uh, the Bible in Hebrews talking about the day of the Lord, the final culmination of all things. The Bible says as we see that day approaching, we need to get together. We need to gather together talking specifically about the church. So I hope you guys will come out and join us on the 18th of, uh, of November on this month. So it's going to be, it's going to be phenomenal. And we're going to have just an incredible time of fellowship. And I can't wait for you guys to come out. So again, that's the 18th of November. Uh, if you want to come for the VIP event, that starts at 530, but the actual speaking will be at 7 PM right here at Firmly Planted Family in Vancouver, Washington. Again, if you want tickets for that, you can go to Firmly Planted Action. Uh, org, and that's where those tickets will be. If you would like to get tickets to the VIP event, we're going to be serving wonderful appetizers. You'll have a chance to visit with Pastor Rob, and I'm telling you what, just to spend a few minutes with that guy is really going to encourage you. He's coming up to visit us from his home in Southern California, and I can't wait for him to interact with you guys. You're going to love it. Again, that's November 18th, right here in Vancouver, Washington, at Firmly Planted Family. For those of you who are coming in from out of town, let us know. We have an arrangement with the Hampton Inn and Suites, which is literally just about a two-minute walk from here. Brand new hotel with a saltwater pool. Come and make a weekend of it. We'd love to see you right here at Firmly Planted Family. We love you guys. Have a great day, and I will see you back here again at the intersection of faith 